0: That this world or Satan's hordes can't stop. No government, no president, no nation or coalition of nations can stop what's coming. Amen? And that that what is coming is God. He's coming for his bride. Amen? And he's going to set up his kingdom here on earth. He'll be their light. He'll be the way. He is the truth. Amen. Think about it. God is coming and he's going to set up his kingdom on earth. How awesome is that? And we're going to see that. The king of kings and lord of lords is coming. Therefore, we need to focus on. On Him. He's coming for us. His bride. We need to worship Him. We need to praise Him. Because He's our God. And He's a victorious God. Amen? Amen. And there's no weapon formed against Him that will prosper. Nor against us, the Bible says. No man can take his place No idol, no substitution. There is no substitution for God. There is no idol out there that is greater than God. There is no man greater than God. There is no man greater than Jesus. God in the flesh that walked on this earth. And what's happened is we've taken our eyes off of him. And we put our eyes on a man. Haven't we? We've taken our eyes off of God and we put our eyes on a man. A man called Trump. Who's going to save the nation. God says there's no man that can save, but only my son Jesus who saves. There's only one way to get to heaven and that is through him. Amen? He is the way, the truth truth. And the life. We've taken our eyes off of him. And we put our eyes on man. No more will we do that. I did that. No more will we say I did that or he did that. But we'll all say God did that. Amen. Because God is the God of impossible. Think about that. God is the God of impossible. God is the God of miracles. God lives in the realm of miracles every day. There is nothing impossible for God. Or did we forget that? When we have finally exhausted ourselves, our striving, our intellect, then what do we do? We usually turn to God. When God says no more, you turn to me first. Don't trust in yourself. What does the Bible say? Don't trust in man. Man will deceive you. Don't trust in your heart. Your heart is the most wicked thing of all. Trust in God. Trust also in His Son. And trust in the Word, because it's the very breath of God. Just when we think all hope is lost is when God steps in and He does the impossible. Amen? Just when we think all hope is lost, that's when God steps in and the impossible takes place. How many times have we witnessed testimony after testimony where people have been sick with stage 4 and 3 cancer and there's no hope for them and the doctors send them home and they say, you're going to go home and spend as much time with your family as you can because you're going to die. But then all of a sudden God steps in and the miraculous takes place and they're healed in Jesus' name and they live. Amen. How many times? We know testimony after testimony of things where God has stepped in, and delivered and healed people, and set them free. Because God is the God of miracles. He lives in the impossible. He lives in the miraculous. He set all the stars in the heaven. He put this little blue planet here in its perfect place to sustain life for His children. He created us in His image. He is the God of impossibles. He operates and he lives in that realm. There is nothing that God can't do. There is nothing that God can do. Nothing. In all of Satan's hordes that are out there, all of his hordes of the enemy, all of his demons... All of his, oh Lord, just all of him and all of his. <laughs> They're running scared. They're running scared right now because they know he's coming. Let me tell you a story of a man who was demon possessed, lived in the graveyard of the Gerardines, Right? Jesus was across the lake, all the way across the lake, and he got in a boat, and he was headed there. As soon as Jesus got in the boat and was headed there, this demon-possessed man knew Jesus was coming. He knew Jesus was coming. The demons know Jesus is coming, and they're afraid, just like they knew Jesus was coming across that lake. When he got across that lake, that man ran down to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, Son of God, what are you doing with me? What are you, what are you here for? Isn't it funny? We heard a little video that it took... The disciples, a year and a half to know who Jesus was, but the demons knew who Jesus was just like that. took the disciples a year and a half to guess that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, but the demon-possessed man said, Jesus, Son of God? He knew Him just like that. And they know because they know there's power. I can just picture it in my mind. I can see Jesus on a dark night getting in a boat, going across the lake. You know what? And I can see that demon on the other side looking across the lake because there was this great light of truth and love that was coming. And he's like, what is that? I've only seen light like that from the throne of God because I can tell you some of these demons were fallen angels that knew what the presence of God was, that knew what the light of the life was. And when he looked at those demons and that man looked across that lake, coming there like, oh boy, we're in trouble. I know that light is familiar. That light I have not seen in 4,000 years. I'm telling you, there's demons out there that are 6,000 years old. 6,000 years old. Think about that. And you know what God calls us to do? What was Jesus doing? He was casting out demons. He was healing the sick. His ministry was casting out demons. Our ministry is the same thing. Casting out demons. Healing the sick. Recovering sight to the blind. Raising the dead. Hallelujah. Raising the dead. It's time to get our eyes off ourselves. Off of others. Off our president. And get our eyes on God. Because it's only going to be God that's going to operate in the miraculous. Amen. Amen. It's time to come out of the world. Separate ourselves. For God. And for His will. It's time for us to save the lost. Be the light. Raise a shout of victory. And claim victory. Time for us to raise the dead. Deliver the oppressed, set the captives free. Amen? And it's because he's victorious makes us victorious. Amen? Because it's not because of us, but it's because of who's in us. Amen? You know, I've been listening to this song on a loop over and over and over again. Over and over and over again, and I can't get it out of my spirit because it's powerful. The song is called Rattle by Elevation Worship. And I'm going to tell you what. It's time for some of our dry bones to be raised. Amen? It's time for some of our dry bones to be raised. If you got your Bible, you can open up to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. We're going to start with verse 1 and we're going to read all the way down to verse 14. It says, For the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. When you look at some old bones, I don't know about you, but when you look at some old bones, you can see the bones are very dry. They're very white. Right? Almost could be powdery, kind of. And you look and the marrow is gone out of the bone on the inside of the bone. I don't know I've, I've come across some old bones because I'm a hunter and I'm out in the woods and I've seen old animals that have done in past. And you look at these things and there's no ligaments, there's no muscle left on them. They fall apart, they're in pieces. Just think of, just think of the dinosaurs, some old bones. But God led Ezekiel out, and he said he saw a great many bones on the floor, very dry bones. And he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. think about that. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Because you know what's in the word of the Lord? There's life. There's healing. There's resurrection power in the word of the Lord. There's power in the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord said to these bones. I will make breath under you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath back in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. Hear the word of the Lord. There's power in the word of the Lord that can take some old bones. And bring them back to life, Amen. There's power in the Word of the Lord. Amen. That's why we need to read the Word of the Lord, because there's power in it to shut the devil up. There's power in it to give you a way to live. So I prophesied, and I was com- as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling, a round sound. Can you imagine being the prophet Ezekiel, being out there in the middle of this great valley with all these dry bones? And he's prophesying to these dry bones, and all of a sudden, these bones start to shake. They start to rattle. They start moving. God's working. God's doing, performing the miraculous. He's performing the impossible. And these bones start rattling louder and louder and louder. And then the bones came together. Pop! Bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life, and they stood on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. I'm going to tell you what, we are a part of the whole house of Israel because we've been grafted in. We've been grafted in to the vine. This is the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We're cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I am going to open up your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel, then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, there's some of us right here in this room that need to be... Opened up and pulled out of their graves, and some life speaking back into these old dry bones. I know I needed that word of encouragement because I'm telling you, you get watching the news, you get watching all these things, and you think all hope is lost. And then we forget who God is. Amen? Because God is the God of miracles. Of miracles. God can do anything. Don't we not forget that? We get our eyes off on other, all these other things, on what everybody's saying. You got to remember, it's all fake news. <laughs> We've heard it for the last four years. It's all fake news. We got to remember, God is the God of impossibilities. Amen. There's a rattling of our dry bones coming back to life. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God is raising up dry bones all across our nation that are coming back to life, that are not looking on man anymore or on the ways of man, but are going to look to God, that are going to get their direction from God. They're going to get their breath of life from God. God is going to breathe on them. And an army of God is going to raise up all across this world and across this nation. That God is calling back to Him. God is calling out dry bones of America. It's time to come to life. Amen. It's time to come to life. I'm going to breathe my spirit back into you and you're going to go out and you're going to prophesize. You're going to speak in tongues. You're going to operate in all the gifts of the spirit. Thanks, hon. Got your Bibles? We'll read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verses 4 through 11. I want to tell you what the... Gifts of the Spirit are. And you know, I hear people talking about gifts of the Spirit. What gift you got? What gift I got? And they're bragging about their gifts. I'm going to tell you what, when you're a child of God, you can operate in all the gifts. As God wills. We should never be bragging, braggadocious. Shouldn't be prideful, haughty. Because what did Jesus say? When he looked at his disciples, he said, Listen, pride goes before a haughty spirit, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Don't be prideful in that these demons are cast out. Don't get big headed. What he's saying, you keep your eyes on me. I'm the one who cast them out. First Corinthians. Chapter 12, verses 4 through 11, it says this. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. You hear that? Different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. It's the same Spirit that gives out all those gifts. It's not 12 different spirits. It's only one Spirit. It's the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. One spirit, one God, one Jesus. All the same, the Trinity. There are different kinds of gifts, yes, but there is only one spirit. There are different kinds of services, but there is only one Lord, the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works in all of them. Amen? And he works in all men. Now to each one one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge. By means of the same Spirit to another faith. By the same Spirit to another the gifts of healing. By that one Spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another tongues, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one spirit and the same spirit. And he gives them to each one just as he determines. That means God can give you any gift he wants as he wills we will give you the gift when you need it. One day you might walk in the miraculous. Another day God will give you the gift of prophecy. Another day he'll give you tongues. And then another day he'll give you the interpretation of that tongue. One day he might give you the gift of healing. The gift of Wisdom, the gift of the supernatural, the gift of power. When people ask you, what's your gift? What's your gift? You just turn to them and say, all of them. All the gifts are mine. Because God gives all of us the gifts. And we can operate in any one of those gifts He wills. Because He'll give it to you when you need it. Amen? Amen. Somebody out there might be needing healing. Well, you're a child of God. You're carrying the light. You got greater He who's in you than He who's in the world. You know, He's not going to let you walk past them and say, Oh, I, just, I don't have the gift of healing. No, He's going to give you the gift of healing and say, You know what? In Jesus' name, take your mat and get up. You're healed in Jesus' name. Son of God. And the one He might say... You need deliverance from something. And God said, well, you're right there. You're a child of God. I'm going to give you the gift of deliverance. Amen? Because you know what God is in the business of doing? Loving his children. He loves each one of us. and He doesn't want any one of us bound up by any infirmity, by any spirit of demonic oppression. God doesn't want that for you. God wants to give you the best. Beloved, above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in good health. God doesn't want you being poor. He wants you to have a spirit full of him, full of life. And it's not poor monetary. Because I'm telling you, there might be some poor people, but they're awfully rich in the kingdom of God. I've seen my pastors operate many times, many times in the gifts at different times and sometimes several of the gifts in one night where they give a gift of knowledge. Then they give the gift of healing. Then they prophesy. They're operating in all the different gifts. Remember, God lives, and He operates in the miraculous. You know, I, I finally got that through my thick skull this week—that God doesn't; He's not limited to like us. We only know—we only know in part, cause we only see in part. When we go to heaven, we're going to fully know. We operate a lot in our flesh. Well, God doesn't operate in our flesh. He operates in the spiritual realm. And He wants you to operate in the spiritual realm too. He wants you to operate in the miraculous. Because God is in the miraculous all the time. You think of the throne of God, it's pretty miraculous just thinking about it, how John the Revelator discovers it or describes it. where the where the floors are gold but they're so pure gold that they look you can look right through them like glass where there's pearls that are monstrous that you walk through for the gates it's amazing god operates and he lives in the miraculous all the time amen And we can too. We need to praise God, amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God God operates in the miraculous. Thank God God moves in the impossible. When all hope is lost, God is there. Just when you think you're done, God is there. You just never give up. You just keep your eyes on Jesus and you stand your ground. Like the word says. When all else you can do is stand. Because when you're done standing in your weakness, he is strong. Amen. Joe, let's listen to that CD or that song. We need to, this year, I want you guys to put this thing on a loop. We're going to do this song in worship. So I want you practicing it, anyways. Amen. I've had this thing on a loop all day yesterday and. Pretty much all morning this morning in my office, my message. Can you tell? I was all fired up. I couldn't I was shouting in my office this morning. I was blowing the shofar. We need to blow the shofar. You need to blow that shofar, Effie. Go get it. Our grandson is a great shofar blower. Shofar, it's in here. Here. We're going to blow this before we play that song. You ready? Let's go. Woo! When he blows it, let's all shout. Let's all stand up. Let's raise a voice. Amen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! Praise Praise you, Lord! Hallelujah! Amen! Hallelujah! Praise you, Lord! Thank you, Jesus! Amen! Hallelujah! Praise you, Jesus! All right! God, you're the God of miracles. Amen. All right, w'e ready, Joe. Oh yeah. All right, good job. Bones, hear the word of the Lord. I said, live, live. Live. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Live. (laughs) Amen. Rattle. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, and I praise you for this day. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would raise us up. Live. (laughs) Dry bones, live. That you would raise us up, Lord God. As your word says, in the end days, you're going to raise up a victorious church, a pure and spotless bride, Lord God. And you're coming back. And Lord God, and I believe, Lord God, that it's time. Time to live. 100%, 24-7, 100%, 24-7, for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. And I thank you and I praise you for all those that are here and those that are not, that should be. <laughs> Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you call them in. Lord God, that you bring them in, call them in, and that you'd be with them, that you'd bless them. Lord God, wherever they are and wherever they're at, Lord God, Bless them, protect them, watch over them, set the captives free, heal them, Lord Jesus. Speak to them, Lord God, I pray this in Jesus' name, and I thank you for this day, Lord God. And I just give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, live, live. Drop bones, hear the word of the Lord. Live. Live. Amen. Amen. You guys have a great day.